That oh. was that was Match or whatever her name was. Oh, oh, what was that fucking Roz? Roz? They all died. Well, Roz was the one that lived at the oh, end. That's right. When they went noticeably there was Selma. Younger. Selma was the first one that smoked like a chimney. Yeah, yeah. And died. Not that the second one did. Carson, are you downstairs? Yes. Opa. Hey. She's Mom. working on a new number. Get up there. Take your butt no, worms with yes. you. Yes. Yes, this show is NSFW. What is that? Do not that's like safe for Oh, yeah. That's where you look at the nudes. Yeah. NSFW. Hey, man. Let me do something real quick. Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. So have you explained the show? No, no, no don't worry no. about it. We talked about Carson's butt worms. Oh. About how you're the real talent on the show. Yeah, and whether this broken blood vessel in my eye is apparently a stroke or not. <laughs> Which is just a precursor to our new podcast... Am, Am I, I having, having a stroke? stroke? Oh, hey, well, I told you know what. Ha- so I told you my heart results, right? No. So my heart's fine, but during my stress test, my blood pressure went from 150 to 250. Stroke level. So <laughs> why'd you like you're sticking it to me? <laughs> I'm gonna have a stroke first. <laughs> so yeah. You guys could have your second ever stroke off. Only this time, <laughs> it's, it's a medical condition. <laughs> You'll be stroking. <laughs> I don't think that's what Clarence Carter meant. Sort of. I don't know. There was that one point where he went, ooh, shit. <laughs> Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Ooh, shit, Clarence Carter. Yep. It's a good yeah. song. All right, so here's how the show works. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside this gentle world Good evening everybody, it's the Clay Matthews edition of... Is it? Where's the Sean Gary edition? Uh, he still has to earn that number. I feel like they gave it to him. It's the Roth Family <laughs> Matters podcast. Uh, we passed 50 a little while ago. Uh, we had the swag man on last last episode. And we're at 52. Hotshot Scott Williams, Jack Spade, Vic the Stick Ross. And we have a very special guest. I heard it's his birthday. It's always his birthday. The birthday man, the birthday boy. Birthday, Jack Blackwell. Let's welcome him to this live audience. I think they had a stroke. <laughs> Somebody definitely had a stroke in that crowd. I would, if they're watching our show, they did. Anyway, right. welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, me. So, um, we explained the show a little bit beforehand. So, why don't we just delve right into it? And why don't you tell our audience, A, why you decided to get into pro wrestling and how you went about doing it. So, how I got into it is actually through Brett Uhlberg. Uh, he he gave me the tools and the numbers to contact in order to <clears throat> excuse me in order to get into pro wrestling. Okay. Um, what were the tools exactly? And like phone, number, phone, phone numbers. Okay. Hacks phone off. numbers, emails. Hacks How do you know Brett? Uh, I actually met him at what was it Armani show back in 2016. Like oh. yeah, November 2016. Oh, I feel like. Normally, like at our age, time flies, and you realize somebody's been in business ten years, and it feels like two. I feel like that's a short period of time. I feel like we've known you longer, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Was I on that show? I think so. Ha <laughs> ha! I got booked. Probably a pre-show, and that's when he was like in the pre-show. When I saw you, he was like, "I know I can do this now." <laughs> I wasn't sure. There's some really, really stellar body. Oh, I'm in. That's probably that awesome <laughs> show with you and Tiny as a team. Oh, well, shit. Was that 16 or was that 17? The Tiny thing? Well, for most, I'm eating jelly beans. Those look good, too. You want a jelly bean? Sure. I think it was 16. This is good radio, by the way. I think it was 16. Was it? Yeah. Okay. 
Because I was uh, out most of seventeen. Because if for eighteen, Tiny wasn't enough to sell you that ticket. That match also had Ken Cato in it. Oof. Yeah. Wow. And let's, see, let's, let's check in on his fan base. Oh, who's that? Thank you, right. sir. <laughs> Some vampire broad he's banging. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's getting hot, dear. So, I know Brett's a huge fan. Yes. So you're at a show, you're just having a conversation with him, and he tells you, hey, I know who? I know Angel Armani, I know Silas, and I can point you in that direction. What I'm a like, name drop. That was a right? name drop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he led me to Armani, and I also talked with Silas after the show mm-hmm. about getting in, <clears throat> and the rest is history. I got in with Armani a week later. Doing camps on Sunday, man. Yep. <laughs> Those jelly beans are strong. Oh, they're great, though. <laughs> yeah. So, Easter, baby. Now, the good news is you, you found probably one of the best two guys in that case, but when you talked to Angel Armani, what was it, like, the first conversation you had with him... How did he come about just inviting you to, to his camp? And, and before we get into this, I just want to say that this is probably the first person that we've talked to that trained exclusively with soft Armani. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't have to deal with grumpy Armani. So go ahead. What was that conversation like? Do you have an Armani voice? Because you could just... Just fucking pin me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Armani. So you ask him, did you come up to him after, you talked to Silas after the show, did he invite you to camp then to meet Armani, is that how that worked, or did you catch up with Armani at, like, Applebee's? If it was Applebee's, no, I, um, I gave him a call. It was Fridays, he had coupons. Yeah. Oh. Um, I gave him a call, like, the Tuesday before, uh, asking about starting camp, it was just like, uh, cut a promo, I'm like, what do you mean? So I he asked me he asks me to cut a promo on the Undertaker. I'm like, da 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 da, and I obviously sucked because I didn't know what what I was talking sure. about. So he's just like, yeah, you'll do fine. Nice. See that soft, soft Armani. fucking Armani. Old Armani would be like, God damn it, these kids they just keep coming in here. They don't anyway. <laughs> so um, cut a promo. Ah. Fuck it. <laughs> so now you're going through your training, and it's getting close to the time. Now we're going to have your first match. Who? You don't have to remember the date. Some people remember it. Some people don't. But do you remember around the era, and who was it? Um, it was like January, I believe. January, February of 2017. And it was against Armani. Oh. At uh, Legacy. Okay. Well, that it's would true. make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember that match. I think I was there for that. I came yeah. in as a no-name. It would have been... And beat him. I think they worked a couple shows because it, one ended in a tag match with me and Armani. Yeah. You were... Versus him and somebody. Uh, Nell Dillinger. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, any, uh, <laughs> any, uh, any truth to the, to the rumor that you're from Stone Mountain, Georgia? Is that a... The, the rumor is false. I am not from Stone Mountain, Georgia. You well, you know, you would, you would have got points with this group if you were. Uh, yeah. Do you understand this, Stone Mountain, Georgia? Yes. Okay, good. Well, okay, good. At so least you, you get it. Yeah, I, you probably explained it to him. Maybe. No. Actually. You knew the Jerry Blackwell bit? Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. It's his uncle. Yeah. Well, you know, for a while, though. Let's it, just start that rumor it kinda worked, right now. It kind of worked because in his early matches, I would say he was from Stone Mountain, Georgia, because he had the black singlet yeah, yeah, thing yeah. just like, like Jerry Blackwell did, so... All you needed was a beard with mange. And 200 pounds. And 200 pounds, 200 pounds more. Pounds, yeah. yeah. So, I know your first match with Armani. Um, you've been doing this a while now. I know you've been doing a lot of work with ICW. Yes. Um, how a little different style than probably how you were trained, but I'll tell you what, Kurt's got a really, really good show going there on 35th at La Pica. Yes. And, um, you know, running every month and, and drawing big crowds. How's that? What's that like? Working ICW. Um, it's very, it's a very different style. Um, I'm not entirely used to it. Well, I'm I'm used to it now because of the bigger crowds, but being more in a more condensed space. Sure. Uh, I'm able to interact with everybody a lot easier instead of everybody being f- like 20 feet to the wall. Sure. Um, experiencing a death match. Mm-hmm. Oof. It's it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be, but it's still very painful. 
Now, let me ask you this, because I know not necessarily death matches, but there have been some extreme matches in Vic's career in mind. Like, in the moment, it hurts a little bit to me, and maybe you can tell me, but afterwards, it hurts a lot. Like, do you feel the same? Like, you you get the stuff during, but then afterwards, when your adrenaline kind of comes down, you're like, holy shit, that hurt. Like, I, after my first death match, I could not go to sleep. What were the steps? Uh, it was Legos, ladders, and chairs for the, for my first, and it was against uh, it was against Kurt, uh, Kyle Pro, and uh, Dark Prophet Orin Vite. Oh wow! Yeah, I got some good veterans in there. Yeah, deathmatch veterans and in ring veterans. So, um, so where's the furthest you've gone to wrestle? Like, I mean, some people have gone to Tennessee. Some people have, like where have you left Wisconsin much? And where'd you go when you did? So I went to Illinois. Okay. I was there for one of Dave Hero's shows that spanned the three days oh. for Six Flags. Six Flags, yeah, nice. the Six Flags nice. shows. Okay. Um, and I was up for RCCW uh, before I became Birthday Boy. Oh. Um, I forget when it was. Yeah, I was in <clears throat> Winona. Nice. Okay. That's Minnesota, right? It yep. is. So okay, there's three states. Uh, Done Michigan yet? Have you worked for Pete up in the UP? I haven't been up to Michigan yet. I'm working on that. Well, don't go for Pete. Are you in the uh, King of the State? No. no. Good. Good job. Good. Good on you. As soon that. as I looked at it, I saw the poster, I saw who was on it, I'm like, I'm staying away. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's on it. Look who's running it. That's I didn't even, I didn't even know, know who's running it. Oh, yeah. It's our, well, you probably don't even know these people. Yeah, I don't think he does. No, I'm uh, sure Artrell has been somewhere. Artrell, I touched a kid and now oh, I have to register for the rest of my life. Jones. Bye. And nope. Fat Hazel. Come on. I'm good. And Robert, I would like to see you at the top of the stairs, young man. We're not doing that. I wish he would have said that. <laughs> then he wouldn't have to go around knocking on doors every time he moves. Jesus. <laughs> Oof. Oh, wow. We take the high road here in the Ross family. Well, I'm taking right? the low road today, baby. <laughs> okay? All right. You touch kids. I'm going to talk to you about we it. We got Jack Blackwell here. He's a nice kid. You don't touch kids. He ain't got to knock on no doors. Of course not. So, out of your match, your early career now, it's only been a couple years, What's what would you say your most memorable match is? What's the match, your favorite match or the one that brings you the most uh, memories when you think about it? I'd have to say it was at the Six Flags show. I got to work my last match there uh, with Kevin Thorne. Oh, okay. How was that? Quick. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <coughs> but you went off. over, right? Clean? Center of the ring? I wish. Wait, you're finished? Yeah. My foot on his chest? Yeah. Right. Are you um are you working Crusher Fest? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. You working Crusher Fest? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> don't look at me. I don't even know who the Crusher is. Oof. Well, I'll I'll help you out. Crusher Jerry Blackwell. Oh, <laughs> Remember? That's a big statue. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. I do intend to come down and see the statue unveiling and all that good stuff but I've not been asked so the artist didn't know what the crusher looked like either so he just made Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> <laughs> alright so here comes a couple of the questions we're going to ask you first of all we're going to ask everybody at the table what you've been got going on I don't know where he meandered off to but um, post-it notes maybe I, I, I guess, that's what I'm looking for I'm looking for post-it notes oh, alright so I guess we'll start with you, Jack Blackwell. Let's say this show is going to air uh, towards the end of May. Okay. What do you have coming up? End of May, early June that you want to put over. Early May. Late May, early June. Oh, late May. Yeah. So I was, I was going to mention about my uh, my birthday hardcore battle with uh, Kurt on... When is that? Uh, it's May 19th. Oh, we might make it. We can mention it. We might make it. <laughs> It's a one o'clock show. Okay. So that'll nice. be some fun. Okay, so there's that. Um, Are you doing Legacy at all? Yes. Okay. I am doing Legacy. That's May 11th. Yeah, and that is May 11th. June something. Right? At the 21st. Arcade. Thank you. Yes. I need to go through. You on that show? I am. Both shows. Excellent. I need to go through my calendar because I forget. But we don't have time for all that. Yeah, you got to plan ahead. I got uh, MKE on the 17th. Oh, at their new building. Yep. At yeah, their new that building. should be fun. By the way, were you? I, I was there, and forgive me if I didn't, like, because there was a lot going on. I was at that last show at night. I didn't work it. Yep. But I was there just because of the history of that building, and I had worked for Silas before. Uh, were you? You were there? I was there. Was that fun? That was a great time, huh? Yeah, it was fun. Um, Why don't you ruin the bit for everybody? Was it... Uh, 
Was it punk? I can neither confirm nor deny. It was. Uh, yeah, it could have been. Who knows? Anyway, um, that was fun, and then the new building's going to be fun. Remember when we were kids, Vic, that building where Silas is running used to be the Scanda House. No, it was the Scanda a, House was on 27th and Loomis. Yeah, there was one over there, too. I did not know that. I only went to the one on 27th. You were only allowed in one Scanda House. <laughs> That's right. I just, it, it, it was great, though, to see that crowd at, at, at uh, that show. The only thing that I would have liked to have seen is if uh, somehow they could have made it work. I don't know how we could have had Carmine, Frank, Silas, all three guys who ran there somehow make an appearance. But yeah, I'm okay with it. No Carmine? Uh, I would love for Carmine to be there. I you know who was there? I don't care if Frank's anywhere. Rashi was there. That's cool. And he worked. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. He worked? Yeah. He worked. How's he looking? Oh, she looks good. Big as shit? Oh, he's bigger than me. Hurt not, anybody? Not wider, just bigger. No. Right. It was a stiff match, but it was meant to be. I keep remember, I don't remember the guy who wrestled. I was from Iowa. But, uh, cowboy gimmick. But they were stiff. Rough crossing. Not no. rough crossing. He's not. Oh, Dave Bell. Not Dave Bell. Stan Hansen. I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was out, Iowa Outlaw... Josie Wales, I don't know. I don't but, remember. Um, it was, but it was, it was a fine match. Okay, good to good. see Rush. It was good. Hard hitting. Right. What do you got going on? What do I have going on? Some uh, RCCW. RCCW uh, in just a couple days, so it'll be well past when this airs. Well, there's two shows in May, aren't there? Yeah, there are. I think yeah. there's this one, uh, and then I'm. You know, that's what he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's news to me. The second one. I've got, I've got my big. Uh, Grudge match against uh, Christopher Black. Uh-huh. Not Blackwell. Obviously. Yeah. Um, in a couple days here. And then uh, the 25th for them as well. I believe next month we have our CCW as well. And then we also have uh, a Frozen Tundra oh, debut yeah. for is, the Ross family. When is that? I believe it's June 22nd. Oh, but yeah. Don't that quote sounds me about it's, right. That's, that's it. That's the right one. Yeah. So that's going to be... Hey, I'll be there in action. You guys, you guys have got to come up with a different name, though, because I'm not going to be there. Scott Family! Scott Ross. Scott Ross. Remember, I was changing my name to Ross the Williams. Boss, Scott Ross. Ross oh, Williams. I was yeah. going to Ross Williams so it could still okay. be the Ross family. Yeah, book yeah. it. Yeah, see? But it becomes Ross's family, and he wears an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and he's constantly mean to his son, Venton. <laughs> Which Ross is this? This is Mama's family. <laughs> oh, no, I'd rather be Ross from Friends where I just completely neglect my kid after it's born. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. I mean, come on, the kid's born and it just disappears. Scotty's got swimmer heat. Yeah. Not like Larry David does. Though. Right. He's got real swimmer heat. So... Obviously, RCCW. Was yeah, I, I will definitely be at RCCW in like three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will definitely not be there on the 25th because I didn't even know it existed and I can't get <laughs> off to work. Um, I have Legacy in four days on the 11th. Um, and again, on the 21st of June, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I will be making that appearance at Crusher Fest, but I don't think I will be on the show. Let me say this, too. We need to leave open. I know your schedule doesn't allow you to work all the Frozen Tundra shows, but to be able to find days where we can bring you in for big things. Yeah, we can work something out. Because it's still, I mean, but I know we're booking on the fly on the I air. I mean, I really wanted to do that. I know you did. I wanted to go I back to the, the ranch, part of it, yeah. but unfortunately, it's not going to work. Yeah. You guys have far better memories of the ranch than I do, but... What do you mean? We take. T- I know your bad memories are you were saddled with <laughs> shitty tag team parts. <laughs> I get that. I do. But... You ever been to the ranch? Oh, you've been working the ranch, yeah. huh? I just work How the ranch. How do you ranch. feel about the ranch? I love it. Yeah. I had, I had some of my best wrestling moments at the ranch. I commentated an entire match of Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I, I was surprised. I walked into a show once and told that I had to wrestle Chase McCoy in a main event. So that was fun. We um, had... We had a referee die of a heart attack almost yep. in the middle of one and of our matches. And then another one had a stroke a few minutes later. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I worked T.C. Washington once. Those headphones are really giving you the business. Yeah, they're hot. They're hot on my ears, but I'm trying to monitor. Like, we're, we're moving up in the world. This is the new yeah. step. It's bad. It's like, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you ever think that the headphones would be too loose for his giant head? No. <laughs> no, not at all. We're, I, I'm trying to think of whose head those things would fit. All right. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Probably. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe. They the look, guy from The Mask. They look kind oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky Blyer. 
Dennis, Rocky Dennis. Oh, yeah. Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Who's Rocky Blyer? I think he was a white son. Come on! <laughs> Sounds uh, real baby face. <laughs> Whoa! Bad boy Rocky Blyer. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Oh, yeah. All right, so... I don't. Apparently, I'm. I'm told, and my my producer is telling me you have never heard the show. No. Oh man. Great. Okay. So this question is going to floor you. Uh-oh. But we ask everybody who's on the show for the first time this, and the reason we do it is because we had to answer this question. Yep. Somebody asked us this question, and because we couldn't get out of it, we don't let anybody out of it. So the question is, if you were. Who would you be gay for? That's actually a really, really interesting question. Go ahead. Think about it. All right. Vic, who are you gay for? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's his sake. Scotty? Uh, Justin Timberlake, because he can sing and dance. Okay. Yeah, and you know Ryan Reynolds, right? Yep. You know uh, the Dutch Rudder? No. It's where you put your uh, hand okay. on your <laughs> and then okay. somebody else just works your shoulder. But it's not gay because you're not touching it, right? Okay. I'd do that to Ryan Reynolds, except I'd just do it with my hand or my mouth. Okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> gets a little worse over yeah, It's just yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you've in, in, embraced the bit and wear it like a cloak now. Yeah, you've but, actually changed a bit from who you gay for to man, I can't wait to be gay for. Yeah, like it's so different. Dude, I would I would bang Ryan Reynolds while there was a like a paper towel tube shoved in my anus. And Detective Pikachu was in there just nibbling on my butthole. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. That's not a paper towel roll. <laughs> <laughs> Who you gave for, man? Uh, I'll have to go with Patrick Stewart. Wow. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. That part's right. important. Wow. Yeah. He's going to knight you. I want to commend you because that is a new one for us. <laughs> Yeah, it's also possibly the nerdiest. You are the first guy who wanted to fuck an elderly man here. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I think. Good stuff. All right. Oh, by the way, an acceptable answer could have been Leslie Jones. Leslie (laughs) Jones. From Saturday Night Live? The lady? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's pushing it. All right. From the movie Ghostbusters? Uh, No. Okay, so the hat is out. The topics are in the hat. You're our guest. You get to pull the first topic, Jack Blackwell. Listen, these topics might not affect you in any way. Try not to look directly in the hat because you'll see it. Obviously. Uh, They stick together because they're post-it notes. Because they're post-it notes. All right? And uh, you might not be able to read my handwriting. If you have any issues, you can just uh, pass it over to Dr. Boyle and he'll try to read it for you. I have headphones on. Quit that. <laughs> yeah, what's that say? Uh, who has just the best regular wrestling entrance? Not the like the special ones they pull out for occasional shows, but like every time they enter. Okay. Who's got the entrance? best entrance? Like, uh, anywhere? Yeah, anybody. Anybody you want. Hmm. hmm. Oh. I'm stuck between two on this one. Well, go ahead. Oh, it's your, you yeah. pulled it out. Go ahead. Um, I'd have to say either Joey, Jed Avalon, or the Marman. So you know You're, this is you can go encompassing anywhere. all oh, yeah. of Russell. Yes. Marman's got okay. a... Yeah, he's I'm got not taking anything away from those guys at yeah, all. Yeah, Marman's is pretty good. I'm What's just the saying. song he's using these days? Take my breath away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take my breath away. Yeah, no, I know the song. It's hey. Hmm. Hey. That would that would play in the background of me and Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Anybody stick? Uh, well, I mean, it's got to be the Undertaker, right? Oh yeah, I guess it's got to be the. It could be the Undertaker. You could I even. Mean, you don't have to agree with me. Yeah, You could just go with Austin based on the the glass break. Yeah, and the, and I mean, the I, I'll tell you another one. I'm kind of partial to is the Bobby Roode entrance. Oh right yeah, now yeah, with yeah, the yeah. glorious. Sure. 
Sure, that's a good one. The original when they first brought Jericho to the WWE and they I did all the high roll. Yeah. And he had the back and yeah, okay, with the back to the camera, that was a big one. That was very good too. Um Black Scorpion had a good one. I like the Black Scorpion. Oh, I know who had the best entrance ever. Who's that? It was the shock pass. <laughs> That only happened once. That was special. <laughs> How about uh, the man called Sting? The song? Yeah. So the best entrance ever Sergeant because because it it was unique, and then they stopped doing it when it got to WWE was the Road Warriors because they would bum rush the ring, yep, slide under the bottom rope and kick the shit out of two. <laughs> Yep. That sounds about right. That's and then bad. the match would start. Right. Like <laughs> like that, I mean, it was it always started hot. And right. it wasn't done very much back then. It was unique to them. So it's to me, it still stands out as my favorite. You know, it's good stuff. But yeah. the WWF uh, Road Warriors song is an underrated song. That's a good song. You think so? The, uh, what a rush. It's then, not better than Demolition. Yeah. Oh, oh no. God, no. And you know what else? It's not better than Ravens. You mean Axe Pain and Smash Destruction? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. They don't mention Crush's middle name. They should have never mentioned Crush. <laughs> if Bill Eady would have just laid off the seafood. Wow! Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Road Warriors. That, I'm cool with that. Alright. It's cool, baby. I can hear this. He's really angling for this new bit we just put in the hat. I oh, is there a new bit in there? Oh, yeah, we put one new bit in there. Oh. I'm sure it's it's somehow shitting on me. It is not. It's not really shitting on you. Uh-huh. It is related really. to the uh, brewer game we all just went to the other day, though. Oh, okay. Greatest Milwaukee Bucks player of all time. Or as I like to call it, the topic I don't give a shit about after 1995. Wow. Okay, well then, you um, can go. You can stick with uh, Blue Edwards then. Um, I, I will not. I. What about the big O? Big O. Okay, so there are a lot of great Bucks players. Moncrief was great. Marcus Johnson was grossly underrated and finally got his due because Herb Cole didn't want to induct him because he had a coke problem like everyone else in the NBA. But finally they did. Um, so he was great. You ever do coke, Jack Blackwell? Never. Okay. Ray Allen was great. You it's can't, delicious over you, ice. You can't deny that, right? Ray Allen. No, was Ray great. Allen was great. Uh, Glenn Robinson was great. Here's the hard thing for me. Vinny B. I think that if you ask me this question in two years, I'm going to say it's Giannis. You have to. But right now, it's still Lou Alcindor. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, of course. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is arguably, you know, before Jordan, the most important basketball yeah. player of all time. Yeah. So so I'm still I'm still sticking with Kareem, but Giannis is on his, his heels, right? He's chasing him. And by the way, Kareem hated Milwaukee. Yeah, now he can't. Hated But now he can't help coming back to get free gifts. Right. <laughs> So, uh, again, don't care at all about the Bucks, but It's got a real basketball get, issue. Can I just complain Not about the Jones. NBA for a little bit? Go ahead. Let's give this right. rant. I want to be an old man who gets up on his soapbox for a second. Okay. So I watched game two yeah. in a bar, uh, kind of a, a captured audience, so to speak. Okay. The Bucks are up 25 points in the fourth quarter with like six minutes to go. Right? Mm-hmm. They inbound the ball. The guy dribbles down, pulls up, and shoots a three-pointer. Taking about five seconds off the clock. Why in the world would you do that? Because they probably figured they were up by 25. So Don't you want to stay that way for a little longer? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like the NBA. That's the game now, though. I like the NBA now, though. I mean, I've gone through phases. Like, I really wasn't a fan of the... You know, mug you in the lane hand check days where the scores were That's like fair. 82 to 76, and that was a high scoring game. Um, I, I I don't love the fact that teams live and die at the three point line, which is part of the reason I love the Bucks because Giannis can dominate down low where a lot of teams stay away from the post. So I like the fact that the Bucks are inside out, but still like the NBA. But yeah, I mean, I think living and dying by the three has hurt the game a little What's bit. What's with all the traveling? Well, that's been going on since Jordan. Yeah, forever. That, that carryover is bullshit. Yeah. It's Europe, man. Okay? And for the record, my favorite buck of all time, Jack Sigma. Ugh. Big, big whitey. In the middle. Shot like 90% from the free throw range. 
You put him in the fucking league right now, nobody's going to do that. Well, Brogdon. Who? Brogdon? Brogdon. Okay. 91% free throw shooter. But here's the thing. Um, I can't like Jack Sigma because of John Norquist. Okay, I'll tell you what. How about this one, then? Paul Pressy. I like long arms, Pressy. Okay. So here's the thing. Ja- uh, John Norquist came to our school before he became mayor, came to the South. Yep. And thought he would be funny. He goes, hey, everybody, I'm Jack Sigma. And he got no reaction. <laughs> right. That, that was a reaction from a bunch of South Division. When you were at South, was Terry coming? No. Terry uh, Porter? Terry Porter still there. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. So he was. Gotcha. Because I knew there were years between us. Right, right. By the way, Turtle. Okay. God ah. damn it. Uh, favorite buck. Oh, yeah, your favorite buck. I don't have one. I don't really watch basketball. basketball. Never no. watched basketball. What sport did you watch? Football, wrestling. Okay. Like That's amateur great. wrestling? No. Like, are you a big fan of Dan Gable? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick one for you. Sure. It's Darvin Ham. Ooh, I like the big hammy. Oh, <laughs> we need to get somebody on. That, we need to pull that topic when there's somebody on the show who actually can. I, I can talk basketball. That's true. You can. Okay, this was interesting. Oh. Because it's written in blue. Yeah. That looks like I might have wrote that. When did the Golden Corral staff stop doing math? Did they? <laughs> did did, have they stopped? Not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> like, has there been any indication that they stopped? Uh, have you been? Not in the last couple months, but I've been. So the one on late. Yeah. Okay. You've been? Oh, yeah. Then you've oh, been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Am I wrong? When did you right. <laughs> There's at least... Two crew members, anytime you go in there, that appear to be either just fresh off of meth or still actively participating in meth. Well, here's yeah. my other... And we had this similar issue with the Perkins that we go to in lacrosse all the time because it's the only thing open, all right? It always feels like two people have quit that day. It does. That we're supposed to be there, and they're like, oh, shit, man. Oh, shit. Uh, whew. How many are in your group? Oh, fuck. But, uh, okay, but at, <laughs> but at that Perkins, even though that happens, yeah, there's still always three visible crew members. <laughs> Just standing but, there, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, there's always the same amount of people when we go there. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I'm not believing any of that. Oh, man. Oh, oh. Because they know what's coming. <laughs> Turtles, Because it happens every <laughs> the fucking weekend. But I get the same feeling at Golden Corral around dinner time. Ugh. And they're not even doing, like, full service. Like, they're just seating you. And bringing sodas. And bringing and sodas. busting old yep. fucking dirty plates. Right? That's it. Right? That's the whole job. Right? Yeah. But every time you go there, they're like, how many? Five? Huh. Is that a baby? <laughs> What are you doing bringing a baby here, man? Like, it's all fucked up. But it's a buffet. Well, but here's the other thing. Without sounding like a super old man. Customer service is garbage now. Like, bad customer service is now the new good. What would have been awful customer service for us 20 years ago is the baseline. I'll tell you what, man. When I see somebody doing a good job, I can almost guarantee... That somewhere they're going to have a table while I'm there that's going to treat that person like shit based on previous experiences with bad servers. Sure. At least that's what I'm chalking it up to and hoping that that person isn't just a giant piece of shit that goes out of their way to go places and ruin people's days. Sure. But I almost every time that you get a decent server, you see somebody treat them like shit. Right. Yeah. So here's the other thing. I pu- I went Larry David today. I had to go downtown to uh, an unemployment hearing. Somebody was trying to claim unemployment, even though they were terminated 21 months ago from our company for cause because they didn't they called it no call no show three times in a week. But apparently, and they moved on to another job. But apparently, you can file all the way back two years against how as many employees as you want. Anyway. So I get there. I want Larry David on the security staff. There's two women working security, watching some YouTube video, catcalling and rolling on the floor laughing. I wait, let them have their little chuckle, walk up. I go, yeah, I need to register or check in so I can go up. 7.44. She looks at me in mid-laugh and gets all this. She goes, you don't start checking in at 7.45. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you get back to the hard work I know you're doing. 
and then came back literally 45 seconds later, right back in their face to get my little badge. So ridiculous, <sighs> ridiculous, but not at all surprising. No, not at all. All right, Hatsky. I went. I haven't I gone went. yet. I haven't gone. Oh, wait, you did? Yeah, yeah. I went. Yeah, hey. I had the Bucks player. I pulled the Bucks player question. Oh. All right. Oh, we went the other way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's anarchy. It's fucking anarchy. <laughs> what current wrestler? Uh-huh. So I suppose this is anywhere. Jay Leo. Okay. I mean, you can answer that, but you should let me finish the <laughs> statement first, and CB let me know Royal. if you still want to do this. All right. All right. What current wrestler should turn heel? You, you're sticking with Jay Leo? No. <laughs> okay, so I, I, at first I'm running through people on the indie circuit, and everybody who I thought would have been a surprising heel turn has already done it. Yeah, of course. So, can't go there. Um, Finn Balor? Mm. Yeah, I suppose. That would work. He could run a good heel. I mean, that's a current guy who hasn't done it. I don't hate it. He was heel in Japan. Yeah, that was most of his Japan run. Man, that's a tough question because everybody flip flops these days. Yeah. Does yeah. anybody actually play heel these days? How about Ricky no. Steamboat? Ooh. Because never, never, never got to do it. Right. I, I would love it if he like came to help somebody out and was trying to put him over and then pulled out that big iguana and right. smacked someone in the face with it. <laughs> Are we talking about an actual lizard or yeah. is that just like a... What? <laughs> he uses like a battering ram. Like even the big baby face Ricky Morton had a run as a heel. Yeah, Richard, Richard Morton. Morton. Yeah. Yeah. Which that gimmick almost always works when the wrestler has to use their given name to be... Hey, uh, we might have to go on a road trip, by the way. Oh? Yeah. Dark Child's bringing in wildfire. Ooh. Say, somebody say something about Fired Up? <laughs> oh, Maybe. So do you think somebody possibly has no. uh, a, a couple eight balls? Now here's what I don't know. There's a poster for a Dark Child match. And it says featuring legends <laughs> Dark uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich. Mm-hmm. And you know where I'm going with the second one, don't you? Well, you kind of spoiled heads. it. I did because I'm so excited to say it. Dirty Ernie. And I want that to be the match. I want to see Tommy Rich versus Dirty Ernie. I do too, because Tommy Rich, well, if he's on the right prescription, will kill that old man. Like, kill him. When he doesn't sell, because he's deaf. (laughs) Have you figured that out, how that makes sense, by the way? No. No. I I can't hear you, so I, I just... I don't sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> what what a garbage fire that guy is. Jack Blackwell, what's the weirdest thing anybody in the match planning has ever told you? Oh, I wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know. I uh, know. No, nothing has really stuck out to you. And they went like, "Hey, man, watch out for my left foot because if you hit me in the left foot, my dick twinges or something like that." <laughs> Surprisingly, no. I've never heard anything weird like that. It's coming. Well, yeah, I know. Well, you wanna you wanna expedite that? Uh, let Livewire book you. Yeah, when we were doing this match planning with Dirty Ernie, I'm not gonna go into the match because nothing that we planned actually happened in the Dude. match. But he went, okay, let me tell you something. There's something with this arm, so leave this arm yeah, alone. Okay. My, my right my right leg, uh, I have no feeling whatsoever in my right leg, so. You can't do anything in my right leg. I've got diabetic neuropathy from the knee down. <laughs> uh, I can't hear. I'm deaf in my left ear. I can't hear out of my left ear, so if you're going to tell me something, you got to make sure you're on the right side of my head, uh, or else I'm not going to hear you. Also, by the way, my gimmick is I don't sell getting hit in the head. Yeah. What the? All of your offense, I'm going to no-sell it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shake my arms and my head, and it's kind of like hulking up, but it's... It's it's not quite the same. And right before then, before the match, then Bad Boy Brian comes up to him and says, "Don't anybody use a snapmare because I'm using that as my finish." <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. Jesus. That is a hundred percent true. Two knees, watch the axe. <laughs> what? Christ. Yeah, well, um, good times. Yeah, I really don't have a wrestler that should turn heel because everybody flip flops. Lex Luger. That's who should do it. He went heel when he killed Elizabeth. <laughs> I knew this. Was anyone baby? 
Yeah, he went as far to the other side as you can. He had a stroke and almost died and turned into Larry's. And then came on Bischoff's show and cried. Is that a fact? Yeah. I did not know oh, that. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Who should... Uh, gosh, you should turn heel. This is tough. <laughs> this is tough. I was trying to get out with Carrie Von Eric. Carrie Von Eric would probably have been a good heel at some point. Any of those Von Erics probably would have been yeah. a decent turn. Like All they had to do was get out of Texas. All they had to do was... All they had to do was turn one of them on the other ones, right? Oh, yeah. In the beginning, yeah. the, the black horse or whatever, the black sheep of the Von Erich family, and then you turn another one. What would have worked, here's what would have worked in to Texas. To go with the other one. If they lived. You turn David on Carrie because David gets jealous, and he's a veteran, so he could carry Carrie, no doubt, no pun intended. And Carrie was the body, man. so everybody always thought yeah. Carrie was the guy. See, and what I think they should have done, okay... Because mm-hmm. they should have worked a deal with Georgia. Okay. Okay. Sweet Georgia Brown. And one weekend, Soviet Georgia. You'd get the Von Erichs and the Freebirds in Texas. Oh, and then and the oh, next week bit. you'd get the in Georgia. Kind of like the WWE with reversed. Canada, U.S. with the Heart yes. Foundation. Roles reversed. Do you think? I'm just going to keep putting different subjects out there, so I don't have to answer this question. So I'm just going to keep throwing stuff at it. All, all right. right. All right. Do you think in Canada, like indie feds, they do the opposite of what they do in the U.S., where there's like the heel United States faction? I, I believe it. Yeah, of course. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. The Americans? Yeah, and then they're entitled, and they think they run the fed, and they probably litter. And they're not they polite. The yeah, they're not polite. <laughs> yeah. And they're they, not, they say things like, my dollars were the dollar twenty-five here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they probably just say, like you people. They probably say so. Like when we burn up the ozone layer, Canada gets burnt first because they're closer to the North Pole. That's right. <laughs> you know when like Bret Hart came out and he said, "If I had to stick an enema in the United States, I'd start in Pittsburgh." Yeah. In the in Canada, they go. Windsor is shit because <laughs> they're American and they don't. Right. <laughs> and they're not smart enough to know the animal life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. They, they have to have that fact. We pay for our own insurance like grown ups. Grown ups! <laughs> if that gimmick isn't happening, patent pending, first of all. Yes. And you can reach out to us and we'll come and do it yeah, for you. Yeah, Windsor. We will be the Americans. In Windsor. And apparently the cheap of cheap is ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll get off to that and go to that show. <laughs> and also anything in Michigan and soon Illinois. <laughs> Here you go. Pull something else out. I don't care who's got to turn heel. <laughs> you pulled out too. Yeah, yeah, read it. Big Bird or Elmo? Like sexually? No. I, no, I'm going to just take it right here. Let me just say this. Fuck Elmo. Oh, okay. Shit. Agreed. This motherfucker has started out as a bit player and has literally taken over 40%, like, 50% of, of Sesame Street. He's like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Just Elmo. Yeah. yeah. No, that is crap. And Mr. Noodle. And, and I feel like he's getting forced out our throats just like Becky Lynch. And I'll tell you something else. I'm sticking with Big Bird all the time because he at least looked out for his meth friend Snuffleupagus. <laughs> How come Snuffleupagus was an imaginary friend, but literally everybody saw him and interacted with him? Not at first. Yeah, not at first. When, but now they're all like, oh shit, that's a big woolly mammoth yeah. right there. When I was a kid, only Big Bird saw mm-hmm. Snuffleupagus. They all thought he was insane. And there's so many great <laughs> characters. You have you have uh, Cookie Monster, you have Oscar. Sid, yep. You have all these... Oscar, why doesn't Oscar get a 20-minute segment? Where you can be well, because it'd be around. depressing, that's Okay. Why. Cookie Monster, Grover. Why was it Grover get a Grover was great. Yeah. What about Guy Smiley? Oh, I love Guy Smiley. What about Don Music? (laughs) Come on. Don (laughs) Music. I'm just saying, all those people are better than Elmo. All right. I mean, Elmo has a very strong connection with very small children. Yeah, because it was forced down their throat. So. You put anybody, you book anybody in that main event, and they get over. All right, I'm going to book Ray Liotta. Give Ray Liotta 25 minutes at the end of Sesame Street. Hey, kids, I'm Ray Liotta. 
And I quit smoking with Chantix. <laughs> Ray Liotta's not a Muppet. You put you any Muppet. You told me Ray Liotta's not a Muppet. Look at Ray Liotta. You put any Muppet in that spot with that kind of exposure and that kind of push, they get over. All right. All right. So, this so is you're taking Big Bird. Yes. <laughs> I'm also going to take Big Bird, but I'm going to take a few minutes to complain about the scam that is public broadcast television. <laughs> okay. okay? The amount of money made on those Elmo toys is enough to run all of PBS forever. (laughs) But those cocksuckers are on TV every weekend begging for money. Yeah, selling Selling you bad paintings. (laughs) No, selling CDs. CDs for $100. Oh, right, right. Right, but the auction prizes are shitty like bad paintings and and terrace-level brewer tickets. Right, right. That's my complaint. Okay? Jesus. We're just cutting promos today. <laughs> well, it's a fact. It is. It so is big a bird. fact. Big Bird. Do you know I that I hosted one night of the uh, Channel 10 Telethon when I was a C-list celebrity at 540 ESPN Radio? How, how long was your shift? Five hours. Oh, that was it? One, it? 1 a.m. to 6. And you know how I got so lucky to get that spot? Nobody else at the station who was ahead of me on a pecking order wanted it. So everyone. You literally showed up and you're like, I got to bring out the Lawrence Welk singers again. You wish you had the Lawrence Welk singers. At that point, you got Jerry the plumber who just unclogged the drain in the men's room. So what toilet's been messed up now? Ah, geez, I tell you, it's the second one in the middle there. It backs up all the time. But I got to send it over to board number three with... I. Becky somebody. Hey, Becky, let's talk about board number three. How's that selling? Uh, we've got men's athletic tube socks. <laughs> we got some diabetic socks. I know they're diabetic socks because there's less sugar than regular socks. Hey, all <laughs> we got? Oh, more Big Bird. Oh, I'd have to say Big Bird. Definitely Big Bird. All right. Elmo yeah. annoys the absolute shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Elmo's going down today. He is. You know, and I'd have to take Big Bird too because Elmo was not a big thing when I was growing up. Right. There's also an excellent documentary about Big Bird if you ever can find it. It's about okay. the guy who played Big Bird. It's very good. Yeah, was he that tall? He was tall. He's a tall dude. Right. Carol Spinney, I believe his name is. Yeah. It's a dude named Carol. Don't mess with him. Well, Carol O'Connor. Yeah, yeah Carol O'Connor. He'll, he'll call you he'll call you a racist name. <laughs> You ready? I'm ready. All right. You having a good time, Jack Blackwell? Oh, yeah. Is everything you thought that being on a wrestling podcast would be about? This is exactly what I expected. Oh, my. There's a lot of writing there. Would you rather drown, (laughs) be set on fire, or subjected to an infinite hell where you have to watch Maru matches? Okay. First of all... Let me just say this. Um, I think that if there's a hell, my hell consists of old, bad tires. Because every vehicle I had for a while. Now my my tranny's out. I my tra- I blew a tranny. She making money. That was who you gave for. Uh, okay. But no, my transmission blew in my car. So that sucks. But, um, boy, drown? Well, fire? you think about that. I just want to tell you that my infinite hell is me just standing in a line that goes nowhere. Okay. Because I can't stand to stand around waiting for nothing. Okay. What's your hell? Oh, gosh. Creed? No, I like Creed. Okay. I'm a big fan of Creed. My sacrifice. That's a good song. Uh, I don't know. You know, honestly, I think I would be pleasantly surprised by hell. I'd be like, oh, shit, there's something. It's not that hot. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna put some shorts on. I thought there was just gonna be infinite darkness forever. This is way better. Oh, the skin off my back is being flayed. Okay, that's getting old now. But I don't want to burn in a fire. No, but I not... suppose if I'm in hell, you're burning in a fire and watching Maru matches, so that's out. <laughs> <laughs> is it specific Maru matches? It just says Maru matches. Like, could it be like Maru and Damon Knight? Ugh. Would you want it to be? I would almost suggest it. It would definitely be Maru and David. Because <laughs> that was not a good match. I remember that match. How about if your infinite hell was listening to Maru start Flame Wars? 
I feel like what it is is you're watching Maru matches where he's playing heel, but he's playing heel under the MMA karate gimmick and not under the savage gimmick. How about if your hell was watching Kato's Facebook Live? <laughs> that would be my hell. I don't know if that's hell. I, I get I get enjoyment out of it. Yeah, that's that. Tuesday. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a ordinary Tuesday. Uh, I'm uh, well, I'm gonna pick. Now. I'm gonna go with the matches. I'll, I'll watch. Bad yeah, wrestling. I, I guess I'll watch Bad Wrestling. I'm gonna take Drowning. <laughs> Just to be different. Well, uh, no, because I'm fat and I sweat a lot. I was gonna say, be hot in the fire and in the fire of hell. Uh, is it? Are you physically capable of drowning? Oh, because of how buoyant I am? <laughs> I've seen you in a pool. Yeah, I'm good at it. He's, ooh, yeah. ooh. Oh, he's not. Damn. It makes you sad. makes you sad that I'm better than I you. can't float. Right. I cannot float. I am happy. got an ass full of stones. You know who does float? Hope. What do you want to do? You want to burn? You want to burn in hell and watch Maru matches, or you want to drown? I'll it doesn't burn. say you're burning in hell. <laughs> It just says you're, you're in hell. You're gonna burn. You're set on fire in hell. You just Scott, can you explain how hell works to my friend over here? I mean, um, how hell works? I'm yes. just saying the question. When you go to hell, you're there, going to burn. There's correct? a lake of fire. Yeah. See. It's yeah. You, so even if you try to swim from the heat, it's a lake of fire. Right. Which will result in what? Burn. You burning. Yeah. Can't you just get a nice little cottage on the lake no, of fire? No, it's hell. There are no nice cottages. There's shitty cottages like, full of fire like that burn you. Detroit houses around a lake of fire, is <laughs> Yes. <it>? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I take the fire. I'll take it. All right. All right. Back to the hat. Well, who is it now? Me. All right. There we go. Get in there. Get deep. That's what she said. Oh, all right. all right. Oh, here. Oh, fuck, marry or kill. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, hey. or Sarah Palin. All right. Now we're gonna take the political part out of this. So this is purely on attractiveness. Yeah. <laughs> or or personality. Okay. Get, like, or personality. Um, well, I, I'll go first. I got you. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, uh, I will marry. Uh, I, I will marry Sarah Palin because I feel like she is the most frequently bangable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's. I'm with you there. I'm probably gonna bang Hillary once, because you know if Bill married it, it had to be pretty good because Bill had some choices, right? Uh, I've seen young pictures. I've seen middle-aged pictures. I've seen current pictures. Never bangable. Okay, well, I'm just saying it has to be good. Never good. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, I'm going to kill because, you know, she's old. Okay. Okay, well. I mean, they're all old. But. I would have said maybe Mary Hillary Clinton because she could take me to those secret sex islands that she runs under the guise of her charity. <laughs> but for, for this one, I'm going <laughs> Conspiracy. to... Conspiracy. Funded by the 